give you a lecture all my best. Is there anything else? Yeah. I want to fucking cost you. Hello and welcome to episode 5 of the Mutual Handshake Guilty Pleasures podcast. Today we will be discussing the 2003 comic book adaptation of Daredevil. As always, I'm joined by two very stand-up gents. To the right of me, a real-life Daredevil who would dare to watch all five step-up films back-to-back. We've got Captain Blackshaw. How are you, Captain? I'm excellent. Tip-top form today, Chris. You're looking forward to discussing this film? I have. I, it was one I didn't, uh, I didn't see us uh, reviewing this, uh, and so it's a great, <laughs> great surprise. Um, and I particularly am very oh, keen to discuss this film. I did too. Um, and then to the left of me, we've got a, a man who was caught living in the sewers with the alligators. Uh, we've got the hobo. How are you, hobo? Well, I found a uh, half-eaten mole of ham in the trash today, so it's a good day. It's always a good day with the ham. It's great, it's great to see the, uh, the beard-looking trim, as always, Chris Hammond. Oh, why, thank you. Well, your beard's as opulent as walking <laughs> into the dazzling showroom of Swarovski. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much. And uh, we're going back to the new feature, something we introduced last week, um, our top threes. Last week, for all of you who listened, we discussed Nicolas Cage top three films. This week, we're going to go for our top three trailers. This idea was put forward by a young gentleman called Gordon. Shout out to Gordon. Big up, Gordon. Good one, Gordon. Big up yourself. So there's lots of new trailers out here um, at the moment. Good, good trailers. Captain, which, which trailer have you gone for? It was a big decision for me, Chris. And let me tell you as well, Hobo, um, I'm a big fan of the movie trailer. So it came out uh, just over a couple of weeks ago. And it's for the new Quentin Tarantino movie, The Hateful Eight. Ooh! Oh, yes. <laughs> Big fan of Tarantino. Uh, very excited. After Django, I thought he'd really nailed a, a great new twist on the West End. The trailer's brilliant. It, it's an animated trailer. Uh, it's animated. It's almost just like it's introducing the people that's going to be in it. It reminded me uh, a discussion I had, um, Hobo, with, uh, with Chris previously mm-hmm. about there's part of the Harry Potter film with the Deathly Hallows oh, and God. it's an animated sequence it's extremely stylish um, and it's really good it's fresh it's original uh, the animation is something totally different and it really caught my eye as a trailer uh, with a Harry great Potter soundtrack animation. are you annoyed that they're ripping off your favourite franchise are you upset that oh, well. we're, we're lightening something to Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows part one I believe it favorite. is yeah you're a big fan yeah. Hobo right you remember the bit where they talk about no the death words, oh, no words, the, exactly Expelliarmus. Uh, <laughs> the bit where they talk about the Deathly Hallows and they still tell the story. It becomes an animated sequence. Oh, I remember that. It's bit. really coolly done. Um, and the hateful eight remind me, uh, reminded me of this. Mm, yeah, um, I, I watched that trailer too. Very much like it. Just for everyone out there, Hyper does suck. Oh. Don't listen to the hobo kids. Sucks Ginny Weasley's nipples. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> oh, he loves a Weasley joke. <laughs> Please, listeners, do ignore our muggle friend. Again, listeners, oh, if you'd have I seen the captain's uh, hand movements, <laughs> <laughs> like he's milking those nipples. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the hateful eight for me is a uh, is a great movie trailer. What about you, hobo? Um, the movie trailer I've chosen is, of course, yes. 
Superman versus Batman. Wow. Dawn of Justice. And yeah. it's dawn of a new era for DC. Probably shouldn't slam the table with the mic on it. But, oh my God, this just, this made my nipples twiddle wow. themselves. They're, twiddly, they're twiddling right now. Let, let me tell you now, the way he's reaching down and rubbing those thighs. All parts of me are pointing north. It's like he's about to bowl for England. <laughs> I'm hoping they're pointing north. You're a young man. So what did you like about the tra- trailer? Um, trailer. Spoiler. <laughs> well, my, you say like you love a good trailer. To be honest, I, I think most trailers are like a bit of crack. Like, I don't really want to <sighs> see them because I like seeing a film fresh. But once I have a little bit, I can't not watch the trailers for that film. Is that what it's, got you on the streets in the first place? Yeah, trailers. A bit of crack. Bit of, I just, well, I just want mm-hmm. a bit more trailers. Mm-hmm. And then I offered to yes. suck dick for a trailer. <laughs> wow. Suck dick, for, suck a dick for a trailer. It's like we're, we're talking about 8 Mile. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of trailers going on there. <laughs> I think like IMDB are missing a trick with this oh, one. Oh, you've really lost yourself with that one. <laughs> so what did you like about it? Batman looks amazing. Superman looks confused. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Sexually? Well, maybe he could. Yes. He's got a load of people to choose from. Everyone's reaching out, like trying yeah, to grab his that. button. Mm. He's like, I don't know which one to choose. What? Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Batfleck? I reckon he'll kill it. Yeah, yeah, it'll be awesome. Mm. Where else have we seen uh, Ben Affleck as a, a superhero? Aye, he cool. has played uh, a superhero in the film Hollywoodland. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, he played the actor who played a superhero yes, in Hollywoodland. A great film, actually. Yeah, yeah. very good film. Yeah. An excellent mm. film. And he was spot on in that, just mm. like he was in Argo. Just like yeah. he was in Jersey Girl. Yeah. Or <laughs> Giggly. <laughs> Another classic film. Um, quick question I've got to ask, actually, mm-hmm. uh, before we move on to uh, Mr. Hammond's choice. Um, what's the deal with the eyes? The eyes, Batman's the Batman eyes. eyes, Batman's mm. Batman. stay glow Batman. eyes, Batman, <laughs> Batman, Batman. Well, you know when you like looking for something and all the lights are turned off and you, you just turn on like the light on your. Phone. I eat carrots, That's so no, that oh, doesn't. Okay. Like a Peruvian like miner has a uh, <laughs> has a headband with a, exactly. a light on it. It's just so Batman can see if he drops his phone. He's like, oh, there it is. My, oh, yeah. my question, how can he see if he's got his lights in the eye sockets? The mm. eyes, it's, I mean, it's iconic from the comics. He, yes. like, he's often drawn with these like pure white eyes and it's from that. And wow. I'm sure they'll find a, a way to bring it in. So that leaves us with our uh, final trailer for the week, our trailer pick. Mm. Um, Chris Hammond, what is your challenge? Oh, it was a tough one. Very, very tough because we just had Jurassic World. I know you were a fan, Captain. Big fan. Mm. How could it be anything but Star Wars? Yes. Star Wars, what a a trailer. Um, No, I didn't realise how excited I was for a new Star Wars film Mm. until I saw this trailer. When it came on with the grand opening shot, it just took me back to being a child again. And was just... that because there's not been a great Star Wars film for the last 30 years? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> I'm not going to say it about the original trilogy, but you can't deny that Darth Maul is a great character. Uh, yeah, Darth Maul is great. He He's... makes the whole fil- first film watchable. He mm. has the double-ended sword. But you can have a great character in a bad film, like uh, Ben Affleck in Jiggly. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah I would say Star Wars it had everything I wanted it had the ball droid it had 
lightsabers. The ball droid is something you wanted. Teased a villain. Yeah, yeah, I wanted. The ball droid looks cool. Yeah, I do like the look of the ball droid. I get it, it looks cool. It just sounds like you would. You wanted it before we even knew it happened. Like, I've always wanted a ball droid, and then you watch Star Wars and you. Well, it was more the lack of C three PO. I was just more happy with him not cropping mm. up. Um, so yeah, it gave me everything I wanted. So for me, that is my my trailer yeah. for this podcast: Star Wars Episode Seven. Good solid trailer. We're home, Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a geriatric Harrison Ford. <laughs> Uh, We've noticed how Chewie, Chewie's not aged. No, never ages. Anyone notice he no grey hair? He looks so much better. He's, he's henched up. Yeah. He's been using Aussie shampoo <laughs> and conditioner. Aussie. Three minute miracle. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, so there are three trailers. So, Captain, what was your trailer again? My trailer was The Hateful Eight. Hobo, what about you? Superman vs. Batman, Dawn of Justice. And mine was Star Wars Episode 7. So moving on to our film of the podcast, we are going to be discussing the 2003 film Daredevil. So Captain, <laughs> why don't you let us know a bit about what, what Daredevil is about? Where do we find ourselves at the beginning? Well, let me tell you, this was a trailblazing film. One of the <laughs> first big comic book adaptations was Daredevil. Uh, it follows the story of a chap called Matt Murdock. Mm, good a, superhero name. A great superhero name. They love alliteration when you're a superhero. And Matt Murdock uh, is certainly got that alliteration going on. Now, he's a young orphan, but he's a young orphan that's been through the rough times. Mm. Because he got doused across his eyes, no less. Only his eyes, may I say. <laughs> with hazardous waste. Now, we all know hazardous waste can... Uh, can cause great disaster. It's why I always make sure I use each of my bins appropriately at home. Oh, good. Recycling's always good, Captain. But this hazardous waste uh, leaves Matt blind. Oh. Yes, it's a sad moment. But it's not all bad because he has a heightened, almost like a radar sense, and it allows him to actually see far better than any other man has seen before. <laughs> Would you say like a bat? Yes. Almost like a bat. So he yes. could almost have been a different character entirely. He could have been. What character could you call after a bat? Man bat. Man, man bat sounds a great <laughs> name. He becomes the man without fear. Daredevil. Daredevil. So, so that's, that's where we find ourselves. We, we've got Daredevil or man bat. Okay, one point I'd like to discuss is the accident. The accident that... Oh, gets yeah. poor little Matt in the circumstance mm. that he's in in the first place. Mm. Now, Matt gets blinded due to a radioactive uh, spill. Oh, hazardous right, yeah. waste. Do you think it was coincidence it landed only upon his eyes? I think it was a happy coincidence, if happy you look point. at it. Mm. Yeah. Fate, yes. even? Yeah. Possibly. God. Mm. Little known fact about that, um, I heard it recently, that um, the creators of the Ninja Turtles... Yes. actually said that they were inspired yeah. by, by Daredevil and said that in their world they believed it was that very same radioactive spillage that went down the drain and turned those little turtles into crime-fighting ninja heroes. So I think this is good, good radioactive waste. I want some. <laughs> so it reminds me, actually, in, in many ways, of the art line of Spider-Man. 
Mm. Uh, although it's not, you know, hazardous waste that gets in spidey, it's a, it's a bite from a mm, radioactive spider. Radioactive spider. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, this is a very similar plot. It's just a bit darker, a bit grittier, mm. I find. Captain, did you watch the original or the director's? I, I saw recently, I watched the director's cut. Yeah, so did I. Uh, and I thought it was good. It added a bit more to it. It mm. showed him more... Uh, for me, it showed him more of a, a lone guy, a mm. loner. Um, I think it, it shows a different story. The is it, not, you know, the relationship the priest and Electra. It's completely, it's completely different. I think it only does it favors. And I, in hindsight, I think this is the release that should have gone out to the yeah. cinema. How did you feel about um, Coolio? <laughs> the inclusion of, that was of Coolio, um, Big Brother's Coolio. I thought he was being sticking a little bit too close to a stereotype of uh, mm. a gangster. Why? <laughs> why is that? Because he spent most of his life living in a gangster's paradise. <laughs> <laughs> I feel because he was too dumb. <laughs> Not to say out loud to the court, oh, I have a shotgun. Let me ask you a question, Chris. Uh, ben Affleck. Yes. Playing the hero, Matt Murdock, not obviously as a child. They mm. used a different actor for that. <laughs> I thought they might have just put him on his knees. <laughs> or got him to stand ten feet back from his dad to make him look small. I think that could have been the game. Much similar to The Hobbit. Yeah, they should have called Pete Jackson and said, how do you do it? How is this? Where are, Where are Wetter? I mean, this is 2003. The Lord of the Rings was done. They could have... Mm. Used the same effect. This is the Lord of the Rings. Yes, yeah. my yeah. God, the fellowship. Six. Yeah, there was no excuse yeah. for that CD, is there? <laughs> yeah, they could have just held him in smaller, <laughs> in the background, like a mini Ben Affleck. <laughs> no, I'm on about like the freestyle jumping and the, the bits where it's just like a. Oh, oh don't get me started on the freestyle <laughs> jumping. So um, it's ben Affleck, recent resurgence in mm. form. You know, critics are liking him again. Mm. Uh, this was in a period when. Uh, he had a relationship, the lucky devil, with Jennifer Lopez. Ooh, Benefer. What a guy. <laughs> the lucky daredevil. Um, the lucky daredevil, oh. indeed. Oh, I love what you've done there. Hello. But how did you find Ben Affleck as our hero? I, I will say I'm a big Ben Affleck fan. Mm. I've liked him all the way back from Mole Rats, Chasing Amy, um, a lot of the Kevin Smith films. Nice. I didn't like him in this film. No. I, I didn't. I didn't believe he was. Really? Um, I didn't believe he was a lawyer. I didn't believe he was blind. blind. I didn't believe that was his natural hair colour. Um, I didn't believe that he was a crime fighter. He just didn't do it for he me. Didn't cut him. No, you. and it's a shame because I do like Ben. I think he's a good actor. He's gone on to show that he can mm-hmm. do good things. Goodwill Hunting. What a film! Great Ooh. film. Uh, but no, Ben for me just didn't. Uh, I did not like the relationship with him and uh, his uh, later wife, Jen, either. Yeah, they people you think they mm. don't look right together. They don't. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They... Apologies <laughs> if you're listening, Ben and Jen. <laughs> or your children. I like Regular the listeners. attempt of the Daredevil writers to get a strong female character in there. I just think they failed. We've, we've discussed Daredevil in, in a small amount. How did you feel about Electra Nachos? Captain, do you know what you would say? <laughs> I don't know. I, Captain, I, I can see this coming. <laughs> okay. Do you know what you would say to a Mexican man if he tried to steal your cheese? I would say, that's nacho cheese. That's nacho cheese. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Electrifying joke oh, okay. there. Oh, electrifying. Yeah, so for me, Electra just never really hits the spot. Uh, I think it was a good attempt. 
Jennifer Garner around that time was uh, promising. She did mm-hmm. some great films. Thirteen going down to thirty. Ooh, good film. Great film. Mm. The hobo is looking strange again. <laughs> what is this you talk of? <laughs> Rom com. I've never heard the concept. Um, yes, so thirteen going down to thirty. She's starting. Also stars a future Avenger in that film. Ooh, who? Who are you who? talking about? Ruffus. Oh, right. Ruffles, Mark Ruffalo was in that film. Oh, right. He okay. goes on, obviously, to star in a Marvel movie himself. He does. Hulky, hulky Ruffs. Tenuous, tenuous hulky, link there. Hulky, hulky Ruffs. Hulky, hulky Ruffs. <laughs> sounds like the Hulk's dog. Mm. So, um, yeah, for me, he just never really hits the spot. Uh, she didn't convince. She's not got that, that lethal... Uh, street. She's a bit of a nice girl for mm, me, Jennifer too Con- nice. uh, Garner. Connolly. I can't tell the difference. Where she's taking out the sandbags, though. Did that not sell you on how much of a badass... Uh, I mean, only time you need sandbags is when there's flooding. <laughs> <laughs> it is tough to beat up some uh, suspended handbags. <laughs> handbags. Sandbags. Um, but I thought the scene with the fighting between her and Daredevil when they met was probably the, uh, the worst scene in film history. Best delivery of a line, though. Oh, I didn't kill your um, dad. Liar! The way she says liar just gets me every time. Okay, so I think we're going to have to leave it there for part one. Um, We'll be coming back with part two shortly, where we'll be discussing the villains of the piece and also our films of the fortnight. See you shortly. Hello and welcome back to part two of the Mutual Handshake Guilty Pleasures movie podcast, where we're discussing... Uh, Daredevil 2003 Daredevil now you may notice some of you keen listeners that we are missing a member uh, the captain Captain Blackshaw he's actually whilst we've been away given birth to a baby he's become a father (laughs) congratulations uh, Captain we now are joined by the fantastic amazing super sensual B-Money say hello B-Money hi guys what's happening man that, money. that was the best laugh ever. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? It's on cue. <laughs> We've still got the hobo. Say hello, hobo. Hello. So as B-Money, you, you're probably not aware. We've discussed a few things about Daredevil, what we think about it. Uh, but we left the villains of the film up until now. So we're going to crack on straight away with the villains of the piece. The first one we're going to discuss is the Kingpin. So B-Money, what did you think of Kingpin in this oh. film? Kingpin, I loved Kingpin. Kingpin, was, he was awesome. Um, obviously, not what I'm used to being in the comics, you know, him being a black guy and the original Kingpin being a white guy. But everything about him was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, he had the size, he had the intimidation, he had the strength. Um, he even had the charisma, so clearly uh, Mr. Smith, he'd done his research. Not a lot of actors do their research about villains, but... I mean, he was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, in the original, like, the, the big fat guy, I never found him intimidating. Like, when I was reading about Kingpin, I was like, it's not that... Inti- no. I don't get why he's the Kingpin. Yeah, he was just like a fat Richard O'Brien, <laughs> expecting him to be on Crystal Maze. <laughs> get his harmonica out and go and see Mumsy. <laughs> but no. then, when you've got... Oh, what, what's that? I can't remember the actor's name. Michael, Michael Clark Duncan. McD. Yeah. McD. Clark Duncan, when you, that's an intimidating guy. That's a kingpin guy. I Rest in peace, MCD. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you see him on the green man and you think, oh, big guy, looks intimidating but extremely friendly. You read about the kingpin and he's a, he's a mastermind. That's who he is. You know, he makes the runs, he makes the plays, he never gets his hands dirty. And then you see him take the role as the kingpin. You're like, 
Well, why is the BFG? <laughs> <playing Amanda>? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's, um, I'm not a big fan of the comic books. I've never read them. Um, what's with the rose? What's with the, the putting the rose on a dead body? I'm not too sure because I never read most of the Daredevil comics because back then he wasn't a big deal. He was, he's, he's to me, he's a cross between Spider-Man and Batman. He's got Spider-Man's fashion sense and <laughs> Batman's bad attitude. So I never, <laughs> I never really read it. Mm. But in the animation, Kingpin never really left any memorabilia other than the fact of the Kingpin was here and he just, you know, he just destroyed you. Yeah, the Kingpin from my memory is Spider-Man. The animated Spider-Man yeah. series is Kingpin. Mm. So I'm guessing they just threw in this rose thing as just a, like, I don't know, a cheap gimmick. How about, uh, how would you have felt if you were watching the film and you'd have put a Cadbury's rose on a dead body? <laughs> Maybe a little toffee penny? You know what I would have loved if he'd put down, I think, was it Cadbury's or Nestle, a secret bar? Oh, I liked a secret bar. They were good, yeah. They were beautiful. 80s. No, and, it, no. and it worked as well. No, it's a secret. <laughs> See, I'd, I'd have full on preferred the good old fashioned, you know, Cadbury's milk tray with a little card, yeah. or because you betrayed me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, some guy would just roll out of nowhere in the shadows and just disappear. Hobo, how did you feel about the new metal soundtrack that was just piercing all the way through this film? I loved it. I listened to it to this day. In fact, what I did. Yeah, I enjoyed more than watching the film was listening to the Evanescence album. No, oh, wow. no. That's right, a great right. album. No, it's not. It is. It's, it's a good album. Oh, no. Come on, bring Be me money. to life. Be money. Hey, look, I thought you were better than that. Look, I, look, I'm, I'm sorry. But <laughs> Two Evanescence songs in one film. Exactly. That's was it not because that Immortal? album was so good. My Immortal came on. Yeah, sad scene. Fair enough. Yeah. And then they cracked one out later and I'm like, no more Evanescence. <laughs> No more. What have you got against? To be I, honest, at some that point, album. Was, at some point, I was waiting for. I was actually waiting for it to just turn up like as a cameo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like in the mm. part in the ball, like hi. In case you didn't know, it's my album they're playing right there. While we're talking about uh, cameos, then um, Kevin Smith pops up. Pops up yes. in this film. Big fan of Kevin Smith. B Money. What did you think about the the Kevin Smith cameo? Well, you know what I. I've only been introduced to Kevin Smith recently. Yeah. So, oh yeah, I know, right? Well, my new flatmate was like, oh, have you heard of Kevin Smith? I'm like, no. <laughs> so, he's like, have you seen Tusk? I'm like, no. Have you seen, like, then he's like, have you seen, is it Silent J and J and Silent Bob? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, I've heard of it. He goes, did you not notice him in there? I was like, no. So we played it back again. I was like, oh, I was like, that's his name. Yeah, yeah, I know him. Oh my god, you need to do a Kevin. I'll, I'll happily do any time a Kevin Smith marathon with you. I will join you on that. Yeah. I love Kevin Smith. Absolutely, he is a god. Bullseye. Oh. Yes. Colin Farrell, chewing the scenery. Bullseye. Hobo. <laughs> did How do you feel about Bullseye? Do you Beautiful. think he did it? Good job, bad job? Nailed it. He, Nailed he, it. He, he, he was the psycho. He didn't just do Bullseye of, oh, I like to hit the target. He nailed the characteristics of being, like, obsessed with... He loved killing people. Like, the bit where the old woman on the plane and <laughs> she was getting to him. He wasn't just like, oh, oh yeah. I can kill her in an interesting way. He was like, I've got... I need to release, I need to release, I need to release. Mm. Boom. And every time he had a kill, he had to build, like... Even the bit stroking his, like... Target. His car, yeah, his target. 
You oh, think he looked that's stroke cheesy? in his target, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you think that's cheesy, though, but when you think about it, that's like a, a, a fix for him. It's sort of a habit he has to do mm-hmm. when he kills. And I was like, that is the creepiest character at that point I've probably seen mm-hmm. in a superhero movie because he was that. He, he he seemed very genuine as having to be a killer. It was mm-hmm. just all the every now and then the cheesy lines like, I want a costume. Oh yes, <laughs> that was yeah. I loved it. I even went out of my way to write a line down when he was like, "I want a fucking costume," and then didn't get one. You know, yeah. I didn't get one. Yeah. He didn't get a costume. I'm glad he didn't. My, mine yeah. was that cheesy ass line. Is like, "How do you kill a man who's without fear?" And he goes, "By putting the fear in him." It was Irish. I was like, "Really, really? That that's what you came up with." But when I could have come up with putting the fear in him. Yeah. How are you going to get the fear in him? It's the way he delivers, like, you put the fear. By putting the fear in, in him. Yeah, with the hand movements. Yeah. He nails it. The devil's mind. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> but I think, see, I did some research on Bullseye because when I watched it the first time, I didn't like him. I thought, you want cheesy, just why are you even there? So I did some research. Brief research last night on him. I was like, all right, let's see this clown. What's he all about? So, he, his original story was not even in Daredevil at some point. He originally he terrorised, he was just a mercenary. Yeah. Then he terrorised Spider-Man at some point. He terrorised the X-Men at some point. He became obsessed with Daredevil. Defeated Daredevil mm. at a point. Donned the costume as Daredevil. Mm. And mastered it and tried to be a good guy for a period. And then Daredevil came back. And wore Bullseye's costume, and Bullseye did actually have a costume. Oh, he had a costume. He got Bullseye a fucking a f- costume. Yeah, but he got a fucking costume. <laughs> <laughs> so he had a blue suit with a silver target. I on didn't his... know that. Yeah, it looked like the Daredevil's costume, but it was all blue with target, a silver target on his forehead, and a mask across his eyes. I've seen that. Yeah. So Daredevil came, wore the suit, and pretty much just bested him. What about the bit there where he catches? Catches oh. the bits of stained glass no, see, like a pizza. I was quite judgmental on that because he caught them and then he threw them. But then at some point he still had one hand free, yeah. like <laughs> and started making them out. Yeah, how did he? That doesn't like. Uh, obviously, I know comic book physics never makes sense, but at some point you've got to draw the line. No. <laughs> I saw that coming. I, I'm really surprised that um, Bullseye had nothing to do with Jim Bowen. And the old TV show, uh, the darts TV show. I think it would have been a big hit. Yeah, I think if he'd have won a jet ski, it'd have been like, it'd have been like, it's not the bullseye, it's me. And (laughs) one. Well, the thing is, bullseye never went for the treble twenty. No, he didn't. Yeah, that's his problem. He hit the treble twenty. What I will say is though, the scene where um, where he goes into the biker bar. (laughs) <laughs> and like kills a load of people. I like the fact that Daredevil killed people. That was oh, quite yeah. good. It was almost as if he was the reverse Batman. He well, had to learn not to kill people. That, that's his thing though. Daredevil yeah. is not afraid to do what he has mm. to do to get justice. And he's not afraid to go out, buy some petrol, come back in, draw two D's in petrol on the floor <laughs> so someone can set it on fire. Yeah. And I'm glad that he took the time out to that's do that. That's a good point. He would have Double D. He didn't yeah, have it on him. Because oh, he went away. He was on the park to uh, Sainsbury's local, get some petrol, pour it in this little filter, and then well, I'll draw a couple well, of Well, to be honest, this is Hell's Kitchen, so I think they might have had a co op. I don't think Sainsbury's would have been open. Oh, co op. Co op. Or Hell's Kitchen. Okay. <laughs> right, I think we're getting to the point where we've got to decide about um, the film and whether we're going to put it in the Hall of Fame or not. So, uh, on this one, 
we've not got the captain. We can't we can't ask him for his opinion. Hobo, Daredevil, Director's Cup. Are you going to put it in the Hall of Fame or the Hall of Shame? Well, I've always maintained that I, I never thought Daredevil was as bad as people say. I, I can enjoy watching it mainly because of Colin Farrell. And now I've guy. seen the Director's Cup. <laughs> He's not the bad guy. He's not the bad guy. He's <laughs> not the bad guy. And now I've seen the director's cut, which adds so much more that I do like. It's it's really hard for me to say this, but I've, in fact, actually, that's that's inspiring me. No, I'm going to keep it in Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah. So one vote for the Ooh. Hall of Fame, which brings us over to B Money. B Money, what are you thinking? Hall of Fame or Hall of Shame? Yeah. Now, I struggled to watch that movie, <laughs> um, but to me it was still it was still whack. I get that. It was still <laughs> whack. It was whack. It was just, <laughs> that shit is whack. Yeah, that's just Damn. that's worse than shit. That's shit. like that's like yo man, that shit is whack. <laughs> you know. So for me, it's it's parking in the hall of um, shame for me. It's putting it in the hall of shame. <clears throat> um, then that comes over to me. So. I when I watched this film, I must admit I was ready to throw it in the Hall of Shame before I even watched it. From seeing it at the cinema in two thousand and three, I remember just thinking this film is you went to the absolute dog dirt. Now looking all these years later, eleven years later, eleven twelve years, I quite liked it. I watched the director's cut. And he loves Ben Affleck though. I do love Ben Affleck. <laughs> I do. I absolutely love Ben Affleck. I think he's great, um, but as far as guilty pleasures go, I like it, and I think I've got to put it in the Hall of Fame. Man, you both are whack. <laughs> I can't believe that. I've never been called whack before. I'm quite happy about that. Well, I was ready to put it. Whack over here. I was ready to put it in the Hall of Shame, and then when he said like he's not the bad guy, and then I thought, oh, these guys are definitely going to put it in the Hall of Shame. I'm not going to be that guy. I'm going to be <laughs> the guy that still fights for what he believes in. But you and now, no, I'm with you, I'm with you. It's a beautiful victory <laughs> for once. I'm with you. Listeners, there you go. It's in the Hall of Fame. Two out of three. Sorry, B-Money. <laughs> I'm it's, not the it's, bad guy. <laughs> B-Money is not the bad guy. It's going in the Hall of Fame. Daredevil is joining... Uh, Sister Act 2 it's joining, it's Which joining, I fought against I It's joining uh, Mean also. Girls And mean it's joining girls. Masters of the Universe Yeah, Mean Girls is well in the vault So, um, <laughs> what we're now going to go through Is our uh, Films of the Fortnite So this is now a weekly event On the Mutual Handshake Guilty Pleasures Movie Podcast Where we go through and we discuss A film of our choice That we want to put out there to the listeners that we feel like they should watch over the coming fortnight. So what we're going to do is we're going to start with the hobo. Hobo, in all these nights of sleeping on the streets, you must catch up on some films out there. Windows what film TV. are you going to put forward for the fortnight? Well, I snuck in through the back door of the cinema, managed to catch <laughs> <laughs> the most part of uh, case. Kurt Cobain montage of heck oh, before I got right. thrown out. Um, for ramblings, obviously, yeah, and many cops, and your smell. Yeah, well, you can't, you can't sense this over the podcast. The hobo. <laughs> wow, it's pretty, it's pretty ripe, man. It's pretty ripe. <laughs> pretty ripe. 
<laughs> it's unique and it is. <laughs> lived in smell. It's called Take it people would love Hobo Klein. Hobo Klein. Hobo Klein. Yes, it's a street. Montage of Eck. It's, it's actually... It's a really good portrayal of Kurt Cobain. I mean, I'm personally a massive fan of uh, mm. Nirvana and... I would punch anyone who says Nirvana is shit. So montage of heck for the hobo. Yeah. Anything else you've got to say about that? Uh, well, it's just beautiful. It goes through the entire story. It does the normal thing of documentaries where it messes with a bit of a timeline of stuff. But what it does best is audio recordings of like when Kurt was like speaking to a microphone. It animates them, mm. and it's it's really well done. It's it's got a bit of a slow start. But don't I don't think they had enough for the start like his early life, which obviously. It's true, it's not like today where everyone's taking selfies of everything every second, but once it really gets into it after the sort of first sort of 15 uh, minutes, it's it's beautiful. I, I love it. Fantastic. So we've got Montage of Heck. B-Money, what's your film of the fortnight going to be? <clears throat> well, I'm pretty... I've watched... I watch a lot of films, but I've watched everything twice. What is it that you liked about the film, B-Money? So I, I actually... Because I've never read any of... Um, Stephen Hawking's books or anything, so I assumed he was pretty much born with this disease that he had. So, so when I watched, I was like, "So this guy was actually born like this. He was like mm. a, you know, able-bodied, brilliant, but mm. very, very unorthodox guy. He wasn't like um, you get all these stereotypes about. I've gone to Oxford and I've been to Cambridge, and you know, ha ha ha, we're very, very stuck up. He was like, no, it's pretty much like a." I do my own thing. Strange coincidence as well that the um, the helper of the family in Theory of Everything who ends up uh, going off with Stephen, Stephen Hawking's wife. wife is Charlie Cox who is now playing Daredevil um, in the TV Marvel really? show. So everything comes round. So Daredevil from the TV show is actually in the Theory of Everything. Right, okay, so my <laughs> film of the fortnight is going to be the uh, Ryan Gosling directed Lost River um, heard a lot about it recently. Heard a lot of bad reviews of the film. Uh, watched it and loved it. Fell in love with it. Thought it was great. Well directed. Was he in it or directed it? No, just directed it. Didn't did throw himself in there. Uh, didn't get to see uh, Fitty Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling's a good guy though. He's, he doesn't do anything mm. for the fame. He does it because he loves people. But you had um, Saoirse Ronan in there, the Irish actor. So he's casted uh, Saoirse Ronan. He also had Matt Smith, former Doctor Who, oh, playing yeah. an absolute psychopath. Crazy. I'm not um, of any of these programs. <laughs> it's films. Good. It's a good film. Lost River. I highly recommend it to everyone. So oh, just uh, just to recap, going back, 2003, Ben Affleck, Daredevil. Gone in the Hall of Fame. Sorry, B Money. Um, so we'll be coming. <laughs> we ganged up on you. You knew to miss them. You guys are the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be coming back soon with episode six shortly. So keep your eye out for another mutual handshake guilty pleasure podcast. Hello there. Hi. Good afternoon. You may recognize me from such movies such as Daredevil and everything, but when I've been on movie for a long time and I feel hungry, I pop down to my girl Nachos. I'm sure you know her, Electro's Nachos. I get a bit peckish, I get in the mood to fight, I get in the mood to eat, I eat at Electro's Nachos. Because if they're not Nachos, they're not Electra's.